Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. In this podcast, we'll be exploring creative and alternative lifestyles with guests who are finding their own paths through careers as healers, artists, entrepreneurs, and teachers, along with exploring topics in the personal development space, developing intuition and metaphysical gifts. Get ready to walk away feeling inspired with some tools to lead a more epic life. Well, welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett, and today joining us is Antonio Sanchez Munez. He has been a dear friend of mine for over a decade and has been a wonderful teacher, healer, creative, beautiful person that has been bringing amazing teachings and works of art into this world. And I'm so excited for you to be joining us today. Today, we're going to be exploring breaking free of the constraints of technique and finding our own unique expression for healing, the healing form of nature and the medicine of our emotions. A mythic life is free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy, fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye that pursues personal development, alternative medicine, lifestyles that are wanting to break free of the societal norms and explore their mystical abilities. There's greatness within everyone and a soul desiring for joy. Thank you for joining me today, Antonio. I am so excited to see what we get to explore and learn from you and your journey. You know, when we were planning this podcast, and from the work that we've been doing together, you know, I've been really feeling such a benefit and absolutely loving receiving sessions from you and all of the years that we've been able to take classes together in Theta Healing and hosting me in Mexico, that what has really been shining has been this place of this pathway of mastery has been coming through that you know, I did a podcast with Hero the other day, and I remember when I was hosting him, he mentioned that to achieve mastery in something is to do it 10,000 times. And, you know, growing up, I learned a lot of sports. I learned a lot of form and technique and different things. I did martial arts through my adolescence, and I would learn techniques of, in surfing and swimming and soccer and all these sports. And it was always the thing of like, first you would feel the calling and, and have the need to pursue a goal. And out of that, you'd find a teacher. And then from this teacher, they would give you structure. They would give you routine and discipline. And you would learn this form, this artwork, this, this yeah. design, right? And as you practiced it, it would start to become embodied. But then I remember when I would do martial arts, it became not just an embodiment to be able to perform, but to really be able to fully transcend it was to take it to the next stage of being a teacher to where you could pass it on to another as a technique. And yet, even with that, there was always that 
extra step that I saw only some people would achieve and really mastering, which was to unlearn, to actually dissolve the structure of the technique to where it became a complete, just free flow expression. And um, that really is something that I've been feeling from you in these sessions that I've been receiving from you. And, And so I just want to open up this space of like, First, getting to know you and sharing with our our listeners, our audience, like who is Antonio and and what was that journey to wanting to pursue becoming a healer? Uh, First of all, thank you for inviting me and um, a very beautiful introduction. (laughs) I like the way that you say it and put it in, but who is Antonio? I mean, I think I'm curious guy who at the first time in life I finished studying architecture because I love drawing and um, I love to draw and I love to uh, the shape of things and that's something that uh, took my attention and and from that at the same time that I was doing all that there was something inside of me that he was uh, telling me and asking me something that he was what am I doing here and to answer that question, I had to explore a lot of things and uh, realize that which was what what would give me the answer of that uh, uh, question. So, so I start first like getting my curious wake up and let it uh, let it just give me the opportunity to go and see things that I was interested in. I touch a lot of things. I think I get into a lot of things, which I really, I'm uh, grateful for all things. And I started studying at the first time um, things like how to explore ourselves at the beginning. And after that, I have a, I, I think I'm lucky because in that uh, path, I found what is theta healing. And Actually, Theta Healing gave me the um, the opportunity of start like realizing the abilities that we we all have. That ability of touching the sensibility and also the uh, capacity of feeling things and see things and you know all that. No? So that's what that that was the beginning of the of my my path, and uh, I think Theta Healing was one of the places which I stayed longer and I learned too much from what it is, the moving energy, I I would say. I know I remember you sharing that before becoming a Theta Healer and and exploring uh, psychotherapy that you pursued a career as an artist. You were an architect, correct? Yes, actually, yes, yes. Was that something that was a passion of yours? I mean, you you were sharing how you really loved to draw and to sketch. What led you down that road of becoming an architect? I was, I mean, it was my passion because I loved it. And I love it, actually, when I do it right now. But but also, I think I'm lucky because I found another thing that it was also a passion. It was... The, the the idea of 
on the, the move energy and do lectures and be sensitive in order to put yourself in service to others. That was something that it was uh, touched me too. And at the beginning, I was scared because I was constructed by an architect, but that's what I, it, it was that. It was the idea of growing. And I think we grow when we confront our fears. So at the beginning, I was an architect and also, uh, and, and, and I, I did it. But when I start knowing energy and, and, and healing, I had to do, and I had to take the decision of release everything that I had in order to become a new thing that I didn't know that I was going to be. So I just did it. I mean, on one hand, I would say that it was easy, but on the other hand, it wasn't because because it was a risk. I mean, I had I had to take the risk, and I think that's part of the healing. You know, when we need to, to you need to realize that if you want to be better, you have to be able to release what is seeking you. Because I mean, and not the, that the the architecture it's it was a. Um, uh, it was something that for me, but it was something that I need to move on and release in order to grow. And that's what I did. So I started with the healing and I grow doing the healing. I, I think it was one of the most beautiful parts of my life. It was the healing. I loved it because the healing works with a beautiful big energy, which is, uh, I mean, it's the energy of God creator. And it's a very soft and beautiful energy that I, I grow up. I think I, I, I grew up well there. So, um, I did tele healing. And I mean, in, 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 in the same time that I was doing tele healing in the last years, we put this school in Mexico City with Renata, which I love her. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, I start feeling that I need to grow more. I, I was thinking, I mean, I remember that, that my curiosity of learning new things start up again and wake up and woke up and it was like, what are you going to do after that? Say, mm, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm, I'm here and I'm done with this, but I know that I was, it was something inside myself that it was telling me you need to go forward. Yeah. And what I did is just, I let my curious, you know, led me to the places that I was having in that moment Tele healing in that in that moment I started studying shamanism, which is 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 not something I just study because it's not some, there's not a school from shamanism, but there's people who knows how to work with earth energy, which is an um, an opposite energy from uh, from I'm gonna say it from the upper or father energy. It's an energy which uh, it's a different one. Take time. It's not instant. You need to be patient. It's a very loving energy and it's connected with nature and with earth. So that's what the shamanism, shamanism like shows you. I did that and uh, gave me like uh, a very, I think, um, complete mark of what I was doing. Because I was working a lot with, with the head and with the intention. And earth doesn't work with intention, work with a not intention. <laughs> it's it's like the, the confidence of the things are good the way they are. And with that two marks, I end uh, studying psychotherapy. 
because it was like uh, I know I was I was in the mythic world, and after that I say I need to. I was desiring to know a little bit what what is happening in, in the emotions and with the humans, with the heart, and I ended studying that and I did it. In my experience, I think I have these three centers of uh, of how to work with people. So one is the magic and uh, the fabulous things that there, everything is possible. The other one is the loving and the connecting with earth. And on the other hand, I have, which I put in the center, the ability to to understand that the people, we all suffer. And that's the, 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 the psychotherapy, which the view of the psychotherapy is understand that the emotion and the, the reality of everyone is painful. And how can we just with our presence be for the other one, knowing that you can't avoid or erase the experience of suffering, but there is a different there's a difference if you are in front of others. So and that's that's actually my my like like my preparation, which I didn't think about. It was something in my palate I was like doing. And as you say in at the beginning, I think is yeah, it takes discipline. I, I wouldn't say discipline, I would say it takes to take off the fear and in front of fear that live in front of us and do things that we love. And that's it. That's the thing that I think I'm lucky because I love all that point of view of what I did. And in all of them, I, I found a lot of uh, interesting pleasure, risk, and I did it. And, and today, I mean, it's not that I have I am complete and everything is done and it's easy no but 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 I think I think I have a big mark or square where I can see the human from different points. And from that idea, it's where I start like just giving and, and approaching myself with people in sessions and sometimes um see what this person needs. And that's what I did. So I I I mixed everything. So that's a a beautiful way of putting it, of bringing these different elements together and recognizing these places that you felt that additional aspect was needed of you know, going into more the metaphysical magic, intuitive psychic healing to really becoming more present in the body and in that place of connection in with nature to building that bridge between the mind and emotion and having these different aspects that you felt a need to address I remember being in classes and really being in that place where it was very overwhelming and hard being an empathic, being a very highly sensitive and caring person that, you know, a little background is how open you are 
and have always had this, this natural instinct. And, you know, it's something I really resonate with because it's like when I was not a child, but, you know, into middle school towards high school and they start going, well, start thinking of a career path. What would you like to do and study when you go to college? And I was like, well, you know, I really like psychology. I really like, you know, that sense of thoughts and the mind and philosophy and like all of that. And I'm fascinated about the body. I also kind of like to become a doctor, but part of me wants to just take off for Brazil and become a medicine man. You know, like I had these three things and they felt like they were in such contrast to each other. I had to choose a path and something, um, I've been discovering and working with people is that when we find a teacher, when we find a technique that speaks to us, there is a a harmony. There is a resonance where we are not being a pathfinder. We're following a path that has been led. And that path has a resonance with us out of our need. And sometimes we do put our teachers on a pedestal. Sometimes people design a guru complex, you know, these different things. But what happens and something I I remember Viana, the founder of Theta Healing talking about is how she had a student come to her that was wanting to be become as good as she was. And he moved from Italy to Idaho Falls to come and like study directly under her. And his life started to go through these really hard experiences. Like his car got stolen. He started fighting with his wife. His wife left. He was all alone. And he turned to Vianna and was like, what is going on? This is not what I expected when I was going to move here. And she's like, well, you asked to be just like me. And the next thing that happened to me was I had a tumor grow on my leg. Are you sure you want to follow my path? (laughs) It's the thing with like the sense of idols and teachers and techniques is that we are following a pathway of, of a designed manifestation. And there is beauty in that. And then at a certain point, there can become a restraint, a restriction from it, because when do we stop and question what is that next step? Because you've had a couple pretty huge pivotal times in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Going from your mode of work, 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 and having like stress and anxiety to like, I need to find healing and coming into theta healing. And then stopping being an archetype uh, architect for a moment to then launching a whole institute in Mexico city where you went straight back into work, 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 but you're healing and teaching all these classes and stuff. That was a huge pivotal time, but part of you carried over and then you had to go through another pivot to really recognize your need. Right. Yeah. What speaks to you of recognizing that need to question and to address those things? Yeah. Uh, first of all, you know, the, way, the way that you say it is interesting. This, I think everyone, we, we need to learn from another one, right? 
if you see if you see it in terms of life when we grow grow in life, I mean, at the first we are kids and we don't know and we need someone to teach us. But there is some point in life that you know that you need to move forward and learn how to walk and take the risk to walk by yourself without losing yourself. I mean, losing the possibility of be yourself. So I think that, I think that's, that's something that, that, that I think and see. We are here in order to explore our sovereignty. So our, our capacity of, of be you. And it's impossible to be yourself if you deliver your power to other one. But there's there's time that you need to learn, and that's not bad. You need you need to admire, and you 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 need you need to be next to people that you think are uh, feeding you and teaching you in order to grow. So that's the first thing. So it's it's important to know that it's not only by yourself all the time because. You have to realize that there's uh, things that you don't know. But in order to that, when you are doing things and learning things and you get into things that you start growing, what is the question? It's, I think it's it's related with, uh, with, I think, two things. There's a thing that comes from the outside that you need to learn and you need to be open to hear the signs from the life, from Mother Earth, I will say that. Mom is telling you what she wants you to do in order to grow. And in the other hand, it's something that you feel inside as a response of that. It's like, it's something that, it's like, I, I can imagine when, when, when the child is going to burn, go out to the world, at the beginning, it's very comfortable in, in, in the mom's womb. But there is a point that something from the outside starts like telling you, you're going to grow and you need to die in order to grow up. So I will give you assistance <laughs> and start pushing you. <laughs> you know, it's like pushing you and telling you, you need to die. There are part of yourself that they're going to die. And die doesn't mean that you need to put it in the garbage. Die means that you need to release it from one moment in order to front what you're you're afraid of, and then that will become a resource in order to grow. So that's something that I that I know and I have that I have very uh, present in my life. So I'm attent and I'm watching, you know, what is happening in my life and. What is telling me? What, what life is telling me? Instead of saying all the time, what I want to do, which is something that I ask myself and I answer myself, I also ask myself, what Earth wants me to give? And I think there's two, two questions. And one question is related with Earth and the other question is ask or related with the Father, with the, the upper energy. And I think you need to answer both. And you have to be attentive to the both of them mm. because that's that's a cycle. 
because it's going to be terms in life and times in life where you need to be connected more with this. I need to flow because anything in my life is like working. So I need to release. It's time to release. And other time, there's going to be another time in life that you need to be um, strong and you mm. need to go with for your what you, what you want. This is like the the summer and the um, the winter. So in the winter time, I think Mother Earth invites us to get into ourselves and recognize what we are here from, what 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 is my purpose in life, and but not in not in terms of what I want to do is why the Earth asked me to come here, invite me to be in the Earth, and to to do what. But in the other point of the, uh, the, the the earth, it's the summer, is, but I can create and I'm able to imagine and I, there's magic in life and I can do it. So you can use both. So I think it's not what one question is. These two questions that give you the possibility of to explore these two forms or these two energies that live in us. And that's what I feel. Sometimes I need to relax and I need to, as you say, stop working because I was working too much and said what I want. And what I what what is what is what's happening right now? What is life telling me? It's like I'm stressed, I am not happy, I don't have time to anything. And I had to stop and ask myself what I was what is what what is the purpose of my life and I think, I mean, I know that I came here and I'm here in order to be a, a place or a person who can share peace. That's something that I have very clear. I, I imagine a place in, on earth which we can live in peace. And that's something that I know. And that's something that I want to do. And that's what I, that, that's my purpose in life. Give peace and try to be a person who, who give comes and also as architect to create a space that helps people to connect with that peace, which that peace is not from the outside, it's in the inside. That's something my purpose. But in the other hand, what I need to do in order to do that, I have to do a lot of things. I have to, yeah, I have to wake up in the morning and I need to, to see clients and I have to Save because I want to do this center now that I, I just moved from Mexico City and I want to do it here, but I need to do and I mean, you know, it's it's not something that I instant that I can do it. It's prepare it, I need to dream it, and I'm I'm in that path. This is I don't know, it's something that that I'm doing now. I loved how you put, you know, that sense of listening and observing to intuitively ask creator, divine, God, however you want to define it, universe, you know, what needs to, to die here? What do I have to let go of? And so often I see people, especially when it's like stress, anxiety, feeling that sense of pressure, there's like this like confinement, there's this like tight holding on versus what happens when there is that surrendering and there's so much fear. There's so much primordial fear of the unknown of the uncertainty of life that 
can really bring out this sense of fear of, of death and dying that, you know, I, I love how you put it, that it's not like you're dying. It's a letting go, allowing for an aspect to die off. Yes, sir. Can you elaborate on that more of what that sense of death is? Does that come more from shamanism? Like what really brought that through for you? Uh, that's that's something that comes from, I mean, shamanism put in very, very clear that you need to die, but it's very confronted here. It's very like the idea of dying from them. It's like you need to come from to the, to the mother of the dead and it's hard. But there's also another view, which I, I think it's more um, kind, which is uh, from Buddhism, which, which says that from the day that you was born, that we were born, the only thing that we are doing is preparing us for dying. And what, what is what happened? What is, what is the real risk or what is the, the idea of living the experience of dying? And they say that when we, when we are going to die, there is a different um, layers from our identity, what we think we are, and it will start to erase. And that's something that uh, helping us and give us the opportunity to realize what we really are. So the experience of that is to, to learn how to die without the fear of not being anyone. It's something like that. And so, and it's something that happens in life because what we're doing in life is like doing exercise. Or from that point, from from that moment. So, so I think we we die in 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 pieces, in little pieces in life, in order to how learn how to die when that day will come from us. What this part our of ourself dies, and I'm going to explain it the way is the layers. So I'm going to put it in three layers. The first one is um, our bodies, the physical body. And that's the first step of uh, dissolution, which the body is means or is connected with the the matter, the, the the solid matter. So what it does is our concept of what we have and what we are, but as as we have. So matter is, is everything that is uh, solid, and in your mind, there's many attachments of what you think you are because what you have or what what makes you because you have. So that's the first part. The second part, it will touch the, it's, it's related with emotions and, uh, and also with the desires. And that's second part. It's, it's the part that it will die and will ask, would help us to realize that we, we are not as our desires or what we are attached to. And the third part, it will, that it will touch and die. It will see the, the conscious of yourself. It's what you, with your name and your identity, but not physically. It's your uh, mental mm-hmm. identity. So all these layers are going to dissolve in order to connect what you really, really, really are. 
but that give that it's it's scare us because we think and we are attached was uh, to the to the things that we think we are. So how can we do this? But that's life. It's you need to realize what it's important to you in life. It's telling you to let it go, to let go, to just see. I'm. I'm it's could be a solid something solid. Is it? I need to move. I need to release. I need to to for, to just let it be and just start in another way, in another place. The second thing is um, if you uh, how how can you die in orders in terms of attachments and that's relationships that touch the part of is, is it time to change or move on in things that there's you're stuck in with emotions people um relations and the third time it could be and is the idea of yourself mm. what of what i am thinking by myself that is needs to die in order to grow yeah so and 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 how to do it i think there's many techniques and forms to affront that if you go to shamanism then these there are practices that uh take you to that point where you are afraid and die if you go to the to, to, if you see it from uh, the psychotherapist view you're going to see that how how can you do that in therapy? And if you go through fairy healing or in another way, so energetically, you can also teach and move people in order to realize how to be able to work in front of that mm-hmm. you know, dying or dead. or To help that transformation happen. Yeah, yeah. that transformation happen. You know, as, as you're sharing and sharing your story, you know, you, you mentioned how there was that questioning that you had, you know, of like, why am I here? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a father of four, I have two teenagers. And like, I also remember from my own adolescence, there is kind of that stage of life that we step into where you first start to have that question. You first start to go to that place of going, why am I here? Why was I even born? And it was actually quite a battle I I had with one of my children's therapists who was like, oh my gosh, they're questioning life. They must be suicidal. It's like, no, they're actually doing something quite healthy that is perfect for their age. And this place for practitioners and healers to, for us to address our fears of these things so that it doesn't get projected onto our clients, onto our patients of like, you know, what is a healthy sense of being in an emotion or having a questioning of life? You know, I know from the work that I've received from you, like there's been that process of actually like acknowledging the emotion and then letting myself feel and become the emotion and following the emotion. So going from this place of what needs to die on an emotional scale, like I also found there was this approach to even these places of like heavy sadness or anger or fear that 
you would kind of guide it to, in a non-judgmental way, allowing it to become the medicine. Can you elaborate on like that dynamic of these, these emotions that we so often run from of the benefit and potentiality of them? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, I think it's, it's related with learning how to die in terms of how, how, can, how can we learn and die what we are afraid of. And I think um, happens that uh, sometimes when we, we dissociate of uh, what we feel because we're afraid of feeling very too much or you're afraid of whatever it is inside of you. And I think um, being in front of what you are afraid of gives you the opportunity to realize that everything is an illusion. And everything is um, is your projection of your fear in front of something or something of yeah, something that that you think you can, or you think you're uh, not capable of doing something, and and I think it's it's that, and in in the way that I see it is how would we in, in our life when we when we had or we had fear when we were kids. Then in, in that moment, there would be someone to see us and realize that we were afraid of something. And I think it's that the problem. The problem is not. I mean, we can we can be. It's not becoming. It's not become a heroes and 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 warriors. and need to that that we need to go and just confront everything that we are afraid of. Because that is also a, a possibly a, a way of seeing it and. It will tense you too much. I think the way of transform us in our emotions, it's the possibility of realize that, and I'm going to put it this way, when we die, we're going to do it very slowly. It's not going to be fast. It's going to be very, very slowly. And feeling that there's someone with us or feeling that there was that there were that they're not alone help us to go and be conscious of every moment of what is happening in that dissolution, in that death. And realize that in all that progress, at the end, there's medicine, as you say. So the medicine of what you are looking for is inside of what you don't want to see. Is inside of that that you are afraid of is what you're looking for. And it's like when, when, when we when we are gonna if you if you think about it, there's many babies that they don't want to be here and they look up to the stars because they the baby thinks or feels that if if he connects and put his attentions in the way that he he comes from from the place that he comes, it's a way of like going away from, to to that place again. But the solution is not going away it's realize that in front of you you have the medicine that you want and just put your attention there and then let the light give you these struggling uh, sometimes contractions that gives you the possibility to to realize that it wasn't the worst that you you're still alive you're you're alive because you you burn in a new way of yourself. So mm-hmm. that's 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 how I see it. Is 
how to help people to see and join them in order to help them to get there because we are afraid i mean i'm afraid to sometimes it's like like <laughs> <laughs> like it's afraid i mean sometimes it's whoa but how can i how can i don't know if if it's this is gonna i mean i mean when i think fear is not a problem we can eradicate fear from life we can feel uh and be joined by god in order to move move on in that part of life that we're going to be afraid of some things realizing that there is in that moment something that it will will help in us to get to the other in the other side i absolutely love this i heard you say the medicine we are seeking or wanting is in what we are wanting to not look at yeah that you have to go through you go into that place to find the medicine and that medicine can be something more magical metaphysical like a a guide it can be a healing uh can it be like a answer to a question that you're having like what falls in that bracket of what medicine is i think it's it's, it's as you said it's it's not something I, uh, that it's specifically something and it depends of in which part of your uh, psych psych part of yourself that you are stuck in it could be that it's an emotion that you, you can find a re- an emotional relief like like ah like you you can start crying but also could be something in your body or your also that is stuck in your body it could be something that uh like uh memories uh, cell memories in your body that that release that you, you all that memories but also could be something that you construct in your mind that's something that get place or get a better place in your mind that help you to 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 get better in other parts of your of your body so it could be anything yeah. um i think the in my experience what i Feel and also my patients are is release, emotional or physical physical release or mental release. Like oh, I I get it. You know, it's how oh, I get it. I understand. And that's something also do, which allows for their journey to go to what the next chapter is. If that's in a really yeah, or still going in the same one, but yeah. with more peace. You know, because sometimes it's not instantly. But give us the opportunity to have peace, you know, in in our paths. Yeah, and and I like that. I mean, I think when we have in some way peace, or yeah, we we have peace in in our paths. Not all the time, we start becoming more kind to others and understand that there is suffering in others too, and and that you become less critic and. You don't make judges, and you just understand that life—it's difficult for us, for all of us, and that's the way it is. And so, this journey—it's been—it's been there with you the whole time. You know, you had that curiosity. There was always that empathic sensitivity. There's so much that we are born with, and that 
our spirit has not designed, but um, has been open to, to seeking out. Like we learn these techniques along the way to help have flow of process and to be tools, mechanics of that pathway to support us of this growth. And the eventuality is that we are going to step into something that even if it feels mundane, it may still be epic. That life really is this epic journey. And I love hearing your story of of how you've come through these places in your life from discovery and that nothing was ever the wrong choice. You know, it's like you still do your art, you know, you still do your architecture, you still embrace learning and exploring life. If it is a new teaching, if it's a new modality, yet what is expressed through both your service, your career and your lifestyle is you. It's not the techniques that you studied instead of like living under the the house of somebody else, for example, that those old archetypal structure of, of growing spiritually or learning technique are no longer needed that we do get this beautiful sovereignty of life. Now it is such a time to be alive of really having this sense of free will. And so I, I love that you're sharing this and really highlighting it that there isn't like a, I learned this and I'm going to put it on the shelf and leave it and walk away from it. There is an integration and then a destructuring of it to its finite skill. And, you know, I absolutely love your teaching and your work and will never forget when you hosted me in, in Mexico for that crystal layout class. That was one epic class. I remember I thought I really understood crystal layouts and then I yeah, went to Mexico. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. It was fun. And um, you know, this, this is the journey. It, it does take facing and stripping away fears to have that courageous openness to live life that, you know, questioning it is a beautiful piece of the process and, you know, joining us today and sharing his story is Antonio Sanchez Munez you can find out more about him and his work at triangulosagrado.com.mx. Um, also on Instagram at triangulosagrado. We are mythic life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned. That spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred. That everybody has superpowers, and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk, and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and make it epic. So thank you so much for joining thank me you, today, Eric. Antonio. Thank you so much, Eric. I love you so much, and I look forward to when I get to see you again in Mexico. I'm or have you, you all your family here. down here. Let yes. me know. And for more about this podcast, you know, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can 
get notifications from our website, mythiclife.com. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Mythic Life and join the community at Mythic Life Experience. If you want more helpful insights, you can check out our YouTube channel, The Mythic Life. And thank you so much for joining me today, everyone. Episodes come out on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. And really look forward to seeing you all again soon.